superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. This is the third year of Tattoo Bets. Mm-hmm. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. This year, the loser mm-hmm. has to get the Rich Eisen Show logo tattooed. On, on oh, said yeah. butt. And who's handling your fantasy football I would team? like TJ to do it. Earlier on the show, Basketball Hall of Famer Ray Allen, NC State quarterback Devin Leary, Pro Football Hall of Famer Michael Irvin, still to come, Broncos running back Melvin Gordon, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Great chat with Michael Irvin and Ray Allen in hours two and one. Hall of Famers both. Devin Leary of NC State, just after beating Clemson. And sending Clemson out of the top ten for the first time in six years. Uh, he was our Gorilla Glue toughest player on planet Earth, player of the week. Great chat with him. If you missed any of it, go to our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Melvin Gordon's going to be joining us of the 3-0, oh yeah, by the way, Denver Broncos. And uh, Chris, you're going to have to, and TJ and Irv, you're going to have to hold me back. Because how many times have I lost a stupid, foolish wager on my Michigan Wolverines with a member of the other team's uh, alma mater base. Well, Rich, we've been on the show. This is our <laughs> seventh, seventh year. So our eighth season. So eighth season. seven, yes. Yeah, because so uh, my, Wolverines, my Wolverines play uh, Melvin's Badgers yeah. this week. So. Well, Mel- we had, Melvin's Badgers have uh, lost a couple of times. We ended, you ended up with a nice cup last time you made a... A nice bug, game. yes. Yeah, 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 from J.J. Watt holding, uh, holding my tears. Yes. The cup holds my tears. That's what J.J. Watt sent me. So you're going to have to hold me back. All right. Nah, Chris, let him go, bro. One team's 4-0, and his team could lose its third game, you know, three weeks before uh, Halloween. Mm. Lot on the line. Lot on the line. Oh, by the way, his Broncos are playing the Ravens this week to stay undefeated. Lots to talk about with Melvin Gordon, who also wants to call in and talk about a golf club that he formed, as well as his foundation beyond the flash. So it'll be a great chat with the Denver Bronco when he joins us in about 18 minutes' time. Okay, okay. Bill Belichick, an hour before his media availability today. Today is when all the details of the much-anticipated Seth Wickersham tome on the Brady-Belichick craft years called It's Better to Be Feared came out. And, I mean, to say that there's bullet points of nitty and gritty and grist for the mill stuff that fills in details on the writ large sense that it was a a rocky marriage on occasion between Brady and Belichick, certainly towards the end, and Kraft as well, sitting there trying his best to negotiate his way through all of it, but trying to stay out of everything in terms of the football world, wanting a little bit of credit coming in his direction, certainly from everybody wanted Bill's uh, love and attention, it seems. you know, And Bill wasn't very giving of it. No, definitely not. But there's six banners that NBC is going to be shooting. And there are six banners in their promo with Adele being the soundtrack. I haven't uh, brought myself to watch that yet. Six banners are in the building because of this relationship. And that is the lead item of a highly anticipated Rich Eisen show news update from Chris Brockman. Mm. Here on the Rich Eisen show. And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, 
Someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever. It's Chris Brock. All right, Christopher, what do we have over there? All right, let's play some sound from Bill Belichick today. Okay, obviously the big matchup on Sunday night. Bill asked if Tom is a tough quarterback to defend. Okay. And if so, why? Bill, is, would you consider Tom a tough quarterback to defend? And if so, why? I defend, do you consider him a tough quarterback to defend? Yeah. Is that the question? Yeah. Yeah. He's just tough, what, tough, he's just tough as any quarterback him? there is or ever has been. I what mean, makes him enough tough? said. I mean, his numbers are incredible. He's about to pass the all-time passing record. He's done more than any other player at that position uh, in whatever measurement you want to take, whether it's yards, completions, touchdowns, championships. Uh, you know, you name it. So put anything out there you want. Like, oh, it doesn't get any tougher than him. <laughs> Keep going and get the what's he really thinking ready because I'm wondering if these are all, you know, from a similar vein here. Go for it, Chris. Okay, so there was the uh, nugget in the uh, Wickersham excerpt this morning that hit ESPN uh, that Bill was not available to meet with Tom. Tom wanted to do it in person. Yeah, when he was saying goodbye. Right, saying goodbye. When it was all done and he's going to Tampa Bay, Tom wanted to meet in person. And according to the book, um, he wasn't available, Belichick said. Yeah. And that the fact that the last goodbye was over the phone was quote-unquote telling about how bad everything had deteriorated over the years. Yep, Bill was asked about that. Okay, here we go. Let's see it. Bill, it was reported this morning that um, you preferred to speak on the phone with Tom when he delivered the news he'd be leaving the organization in March of 2020 and didn't want to meet in person. Was was that true? Yeah, that yeah, no, that's not true. And and I you know heard a few things about you know this book and sounds like it's a lot of you know second, third, and fourth hand comments. So, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to focus on this game and try to prepare for the Bucks. Bill, what was wrong with what was incorrect about um, the? Yeah, I'm going forward, Greg. Yeah, I'm going forward on that. I mean, was it not on the phone? Was it in person? Yeah, I'm going forward on that. Okay, get another one. Yeah, last one. Uh, Bill and what he expects when he sees Tom on Sunday night. Do you plan on having any contact with Tom before the game, via text or maybe on the field pregame? Yeah, I'm just planning to get ready for the game. I don't know. Patriots fans will hear you talking about Tom, about how... He can play till he's 50 about how great he's playing. And I think a lot of Patriots fans, especially Sunday night when he takes the field, they're going to wonder, why does Tom have to be on the other sideline? What would you say to those people? Yeah, say all that's in the past right now. I'm looking forward to the game. Did you want Brady to continue being the quarterback for the Patriots? Yeah, okay, we've already addressed that. So so our focus is on the Bucs. How would you characterize your relationship with Tom right now? And have you had any contact with him since he left? Yeah, I think it's good. It's always been good. Please hit it. Hit it. What were they really thinking? <laughs> Look, I'm the modern day friggin' Lombardi, okay? Ooh. There are people who think the Lombardi trophy should be named the Belichick trophy, okay? Now, I thought Tom was out of gas. Who the hell wouldn't think that a 43, 44, and 45 year old quarterback wouldn't have diminishing returns? Wouldn't you think that? I made a mistake. I didn't think he could do it. And I thought it was best for us to finally give him what our best offer was and the idea that there would be diminishing returns. And maybe he didn't want us to come back here because the two of us have been grinding gears for 20 years. And you have a ma- how many How many people have been married here for over 20 years? Anybody in the room? Who's been divorced? Anybody been divorced here? <laughs> you know how tough it is to do what I'm doing right now? You want answers? I'll give you answers. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. You know what? You said it during a commercial break, Chris. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, you live and breathe under the the blanket of freedom I provide and then question the manner in which I provide it. Yeah. You need me on that wall (laughs) here in New England. You want me on that wall? You need me on that wall. 
Damn straight I pulled the code red that sent him to red and pewter. <laughs> I ordered that code red. Yes, I did. And do we have a great relationship? How do you think the relationship is going to be for the next couple of years? Maybe Rocky, maybe not. Was it over the phone? Yeah, it was over the phone. You want to know why it's over the phone? Maybe it's too personal for me to tell you why it was over the phone. Can't help it if he took it the other way. I mean, I have no idea if that's the case. I'm just saying what might be in his inner monologue. And I want to answer these questions because we might get our ass handed to us this weekend. That's what he's really thinking, I think. (laughs) You think I'm off there? Heaven forbid that I'm... And honestly, I saw, again, firsthand, this man's love for football and history. To ask him, do you think it's a tough quarterback to defend in Tom Brady? Of course his answer is going to be like, what? What are you talking about? I was with 20 years. We won six together. I've been in more film sessions with him than movies you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Rented. True. Put down a ticket for. Streamed. Facts. Come on. Yeah, right. I just thought he couldn't do it anymore for the amount of money that he wanted and the amount of input he wanted. Did you think he was winning the Super Bowl last year? Yeah, right. I did. No, you didn't. I mean, you might have predicted it on the Rich Eisen show, but if you've got yeah. to put your dollars and cents on it in terms of your, your livelihood and your no, contract. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, there's seven and five. They were yeah. It's different between predicting something on, on this show and, no, and no, actually no. living it. What else, Christopher? Uh, just a couple NFL things. Uh, oh, re- yeah, to tell us how we make news, will you please? <laughs> oh, sure. Let's yeah. do that. Well, just real quick, related to Tom Brady and the, yes. the Bucks. Uh, Richard Sherman, we know one year deal with the Bucks. It's five hundred thousand guaranteed, up to two point two five million for the year. And I don't know if you saw this. This came across my inbox from the NFL Network desk, the assignment uh, news desk, which is top notch. Arians saying that it would take a bunch of guys to get injured for Sherman to get in the game Sunday because he's got so much to learn and get up to speed. Yeah, Richard himself said that he needed about a week of practice beforehand before he would be you know, kind of game ready and up to speed. So it doesn't look like he's going to play this week. But Okay, what else? So he's back. All right, in South Florida, we had Trent Dilfer on yesterday. We know he's a Tua whisperer. Uh, we was asked about, Rich, when you asked him about Tua, Here's a, a briefly what he said yesterday. I still think Tua is a supreme talent. I, I think giving him the right people around him, which they're getting there in Miami, the right play caller, which they finally have in Charlie Fry, one of the hugely bright stars in the NFL as a young play caller. Um, you start giving him these tools, and he's going to be wildly successful. I, I, I feel bad for him, and I don't like when people are jumping off the bandwagon of talented players so quickly. Now, this made news, Rich, because officially the offensive coordinators for the Dolphins are George Gotze and Eric Studisville. Charlie Fry is the quarterback's coach. So that got a lot of people who cover the team in South Florida asking questions of Brian Flores today. Hey, who is actually the play caller? So Brian Flores had to reiterate that Charlie Fry is the one who relays the play calls to the quarterback and that it is a collaborative effort with everyone involved on what plays are actually called. So the last voice that Tua hears is Charlie Fry. Correct. Flores but everybody's talk. coming up with the play, and then they tell Charlie. I mean, does Charlie have a check with anybody, or is it Charlie's, you know, uh, in the same way that, again, um, you know, there it's a collaborative effort on NFL game day morning or on this show. But when it all comes down to it, I'm the one who talks into a microphone. Right and have the ability to say what I want to say, you know, or should or should not say. This, you know, the check with me that I have is my own brain. Right. And id and sense and sensibility. Okay, so here's Brian Flores' sound uh, from this morning. Okay. Charlie talks to the quarterback. You know, we've talked about why he's the one who gives them the uh, play 13, play 33. We've, we've had that discussion. Um it's a collaborative effort offensively. Um, George and uh, Eric are the co-offensive coordinators. 
we have a process that we feel very comfortable with, and Charlie's part of that process, as we've talked about in the past, and um, you know we'll continue to go that way. It's an interesting process that interesting there's process. like a there's chefs in the kitchen and then they serve the meal to the quarterback and there's one waiter. Right? Pretty much it. He's comfortable hearing from Charlie Fry. It's if Tua and Charlie Fry are like this, then that's the reason why the coach is doing it. It's not like let's yeah, come exactly. up with some sort of yeah. mousetrap game where where, you know, that's an old school game where a lot happens in order to trap the mouse. It's a fun game we had that as kids. Okay. Yeah. But uh, bottom line is, just listen to the Rich Eisen Show, 12 to 3 Eastern, right here, wherever you're taking in this show. Never know what you're going to learn. Interesting. Yeah, lastly, Rich, uh, a lot of being made in the NBA right now about uh, players who are unvaccinated, which is only about 10% of the league, we should add. The NBA does have a 90% yep. vaccination which is rate what right now. I believe Michelle Roberts of the union was saying, hey, the rest of the country should uh, look to the NBA players as uh, as a guiding light, ninety percent vaccination. It's it's a loud minority, I guess, with with Bradley Beal and and Kyrie Irving. But yeah, uh, the NBA did say today through its executive vice president of communications, Mike Bass, that any player who elects not to comply with local vaccination mandates will not be paid. Wow, for the games that they miss, Oof. Uh, which I expect will have a interesting reaction. Take the shot. It's a lot of money. These guys make a lot of money. Well, yeah. and again, it's not just the home team and for the Warriors and the Nets and the Knicks. It's who's coming in. Those are three destinations in the NBA. There's only 27 others. Yep. And I imagine that those municipalities and those other 27 cities might grow stronger. Just take the shot. Really. Let's take a break. Melvin Gordon is going to be joining us here on the program for the from the Denver Broncos. Don't go anywhere. It'll be a good chat with one of the undefeated players in the NFL. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. So I have here, word for word, verbatim, three of the great uh, sports rants of all time. Um, and we would love for you to do your best Victor Newman. Is that okay? No, the Let's the first one is Herm Edwards. Yes, Herm Edwards. The first one up, Herm Edwards on October 30th, 2002, after a week eight loss to the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Here is play to win the game as told by Victor Newman. This is great about sports. This is what's the greatest thing about sports is you play to win. Hello? You play to win the damn game, right? You don't play just to play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go to play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, get your ass out of here, then retire. Cause it matters. Well done, that's number one. Next up, on October 16th, 2006, after the Cardinals blew a 20-point lead against the Bears on Monday Night Football. Oh, man. Dennis Green, they are who we thought they oh. were, as, as portrayed by Victor Newman. The Bears are who we thought they were, you know? That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the damn hook. Very good. Very well done. All right, last one for you. I can feel it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can feel it. I'm glad that we got it growing because here's the last one. I can feel it. Oh. On May 7th, 2002, the famed practice press conference of one Allen Iverson as recounted by the man who plays Victor Newman, Eric Braden. Hit it, Mike Dolce. Great Allen Iverson, my God, man. Go for it. I mean, listen, man. You're talking about practice, okay? Not a game. It's not a game. Not a game, all right? You're talking about practice. Not a game. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. You're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? I know it's important. Yeah, I do, I do, I do, I honestly do. But you're talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice. You're talking about practice, man. Eric, I think that's your finest work, if you don't mind me saying. Well, thank you very much. Oh, God, I love that. It's so much fun. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for all that we do right here on our program. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Calling in right now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is a member of the 3-0 Denver Broncos getting ready to take on the Baltimore Ravens. He is running back, Melvin Gordon. How are you, Melvin? I'm good, man. You there? I'm fine, yes. I'm better better for having you on. We're doing just fine. Um, so uh, what's clicked for you guys so far this year, Melvin? Oh, man, we just, you know, we, we just believe in one another, man. This um, is the you know, Rich Eisen show. show. You know, we got the team to make a run. and You know, we, we know everyone feels like that, but, you know, within our locker room, we feel like we got a, a great group of talent. And, uh, you know, every day, you know, each and every game, you know, we're trying to put it together and, and, and just string them together. Man. What has Teddy Bridgewater brought to the table, Melvin? Let's go right to it. Uh, just some, you know, some great leadership, man. You got to calm this form. Um you know that, and, and he just got that leadership, man. That we all can follow. You know, you can tell that he's he's been around a few teams, man, and he, he's he's been the leader in the locker room of a few teams, man. He's he's brought that energy here and that leadership here. And, you know, and I think that's that's what we needed. Well, give me an example of the energy, the leadership. You said quiet. He's cool, calm. Walk me through uh, an actual moment, whether it was against the Giants, Jaguars, or or Jets. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, just, let's, let's just go back to the Jaguars game, man. When he made some, you know, some big throws in that game, um, uh, Cortland, um, he was never, you know, he come back to the huddle. Um, like I said, he's got calmness to him, man. He's never overly excited. He's never too down, man. He's just like, he, he's just right, right in the middle, man. Um, you know, you can just tell he's hungry. He's always wanting more. Um, you know, so when you, you, you know, when you just kind of face adversity and we haven't faced adversity too much yet, but we know. National Football League, you will. So we have yet to see that um, side of Teddy, but I'm sure he'll be the same guy. Uh, but just as far as when he makes his plays, man, or, or when, you know, things aren't going good, we three and out or whatever, um, you know, he kind of get us together and let us know, you know. Hey, look, we're going to be good. We're going to be all right. Let's just string them together. Let's, let's work our way down the field and we're going to make a play, man. So Melvin Gordon. Yeah, Melvin Gordon here on the Rich Eisen Show. You just mentioned that, you haven't faced a lot of adversity, and that's part of the conversation that's being had when, uh, whenever the Broncos are thrown in the mix as to one of the five current remaining undefeated teams, along with your, your uh, division mates and the Raiders, the only undefeated teams remaining in the AFC. And then you've got the uh, Carolina Panthers and the two teams leading the AFC West. They're going to face each other this week in the Rams and the Cardinals. And the concept is that you are 3-0 and and have not faced a lot of adversity, not as much because of your play, but of who you are playing against. How do you respond to that part of the conversation, Melvin? Well, you know, we don't really focus too much on that. You know, when I, when I say adversity, um, you know, like you said, a lot of teams are, well, strength of schedule and all that. I just look at it as, you know, those those winning drives. That's that's what we face. That's how I look at it. Where you have to, you need that score to get down within the thirty to get those three points to win the game. That that's the adversity I'm talking about. As far as you know, just the strength of schedule, man. It's, it's man, it's, it's hard to win in the National Football League. I don't care if you're the, you're the the top team or you're the bottom team, man. Any given Sunday, anything can happen, man. So we don't really listen or or, or pay any any mind into that. Um, but we know, you know, just just historically, you know, the Ravens has always been 
you know, great team, always had a great defense. So we know that, you know, regardless, we're going to have a challenge. You know, they have an MVP, um, you know, quarterback there that, that's amazing and do some amazing things. So, you know, we definitely got some work cut out for us, but, you know, we're going to be ready for all that. We're not really worried about the outside talk. But even with Lamar on that field, uh, Melvin, coming up this weekend, you are the best running back in this game, correct, Melvin Gordon? Right? You absolutely, say absolutely. <laughs> okay, absolutely. That's the mindset, babe. Okay, that's the mindset because you know Lamar is Lamar is more running backs than uh, running yards than most running backs through the first three weeks of this season. I'm sure you've yeah. noticed that. He, he, I mean, he's exceptional at what he do, man. You know, regardless of how you look at it, man, he's a uh, he's a special talent, man. He's one of those guys that you definitely gotta you know get get up out your seat and see what, what, what he's gonna do next. You no. Know? <laughs> So, you know, we're not going to take anything from him. He's an MVP for a reason. Um, you know, he, he's special. It just is what it is. Yeah, you're not running against him. It's Calais Campbell who you're technically running against. <laughs> what, yeah. what is what is that he's like? To, what is that like seeing somebody that large who can move the way that he can and it's your job to avoid him? What is that like, Melvin? Yeah, <laughs> I, man, I've, 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 you know, I've, I've played him a few times. Yeah. Uh, he is a big human being. Uh, <laughs> goodness gracious, man! He is a mammoth of a man. But uh, you know, um, we, we got to we got to string something together for him. You know, uh, we can't let him break the game. He's definitely one of those guys that big game record. He can turn it on any moment uh, he wants to. So we're not gonna give him no added energy or added motivation, man. But uh, we definitely he's definitely one of the guys you have to you have to game plan against, man. Melvin Gordon here on the Rich Eisen show. Before we get to your 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 personal, give me a good Von Miller story. Have you been to, to his club, his house? Have you been there? Give me give me. Some, <laughs> yeah, his, I've been I've been to Von House. Man. <laughs> okay, give me a good story. Uh, what's your best uh, Von Miller story? One that you could tell, and if it includes if he's ripping him in 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 team meetings. Still, we talked about that the last time he was here a couple <laughs> years ago. Is he still ripping him in team meetings, Melvin? Uh, I mean, I'll sit back. I, I haven't heard him rip anything. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. I've heard him rip anything yet. Um, I don't have any crazy stories. You know, we kind of been mellow, but okay. You know, he he do DJ a lot, so that's that's his thing right now. You is know, he, he he DJing often. So is he good at it? Let's be honest. I mean, or is it one of those things like Vaughn? Yeah, you're really good at it because you do, you know he's your guy and your teammate and he's a team leader. No, nah, he's actually uh, he's actually pretty good. He, I, I mean, okay. he's practiced. I mean, DJ's in the locker room every day. Um, right. He really puts the time in um, when he's not, you know what I'm saying, when we're getting ready for practice and stuff like that. So he's actually, you know, at first I didn't really know how good of a DJ he was, but uh, oh. you know, just being around him, he's actually pretty decent. Okay. Well, um, all right. So it's not Fangio who's putting on his his music, is what you're saying. The, the... Nah, nah, we wouldn't listen to that, man. I don't okay. think that's loud in the locker. <laughs> okay, very good. So let's talk about your, your golf club. Um, what is your golf club, and why, why are you starting one, Melvin? Go for it here, please. Yeah, uh, you know, we're just doing, me and my buddies um, decided to do something. We call it the Live Golf Club. Um, we just want to get, you know, more black kids, more Hispanic kids, just, you know, just different kids to to realize that golf is a game that everybody can play. Um, you know, just us growing up, you know, I, I didn't know anything about golf. I didn't think about golf. Um, and then I just started, man, and it's, it's honestly, it's a fun game. It's something I wish I would have started, um, you know, back when I was a kid, man. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't stink on the golf course now. Um, I'm trying to get better, man. But, uh, you know, I just think it's something that, you know, worldwide kids can kind of look forward to. Um so we're excited about that, man, to get that going. Uh, you know, we're starting off small, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. But it's definitely um, to get inner-city kids kind of kind of welcome them to that game, man, instead of just thinking, you know, football and, and basketball, and, you know, or track. You know, we're trying to introduce some other kids to, you know, some different sports, some different things, man. So open their eyes to some new some new sports, man. So uh, people want to get involved or find out whether they can – um, have their kid or or anybody that uh, in their community want to tee it up to figure out how to get involved in the golf club? Go to melvingordon.org. dot org. Is that where they should go? So they should. Oh, uh, Vibes Golf Club. Okay. Vibes Golf Club, yes, which V I B E Z Golf Club dot com. Yes, okay. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. and then, and then your foundation beyond the flash. Walk me through what you're doing with that, Melvin. Yeah. Um. Just helping kids, man. We just trying to do everything, you know, as, as far as just helping kids with hunger. Um, helping put kids to school, man. It's just, it's something big. Um, you know, I've always been a person that loved to give back. 
and uh, you know my foundation. You know, we just we try to do that in any way possible. Um, you know, to put smiles on people's faces. Uh, you know, a lot of people just kind of go about their day and, and kind of forget about the the ones that need help. Uh, you know, my foundation is kind of the reminder and and, and kind of the help to help put smiles on people's faces. That you know, kids and that you know you know kind of people forget about. So. Um, you know, it's a special cause, man, and, you know, we're going to keep continuing to grow, kind of slow down with the COVID, probably as well as many mm-hmm. people last year, but definitely looking to pick back up with everything. MelvinGordon.org is for information on all that. Melvin, I, I told my guys to prevent me from doing this, but I'm going to jump in anyway, even though the NFL, my boss, and, you know, obviously our league together frowns upon this stuff. You want to put something on Saturday's game? What do you think? What do you got? Come on. You want to do something? No, I'm like something like a hat. You got to put on a Michigan hat or I got to do something with Wisconsin on my show or something like that. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. If, uh, let's put some money. Um, that's what I'm saying. Obviously. Let's see. That's it. Okay. Uh, what do you, because I have a mug here. I I have a mug here that JJ Watts sent me that, 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 uh, contains my tears that was sent to me. Uh, after Jonathan Taylor actually did make me cry a couple of years ago, so um, you, what do you what do you think? What do you propose? Uh, if I win, if I if my team win, <clears throat> yes, I got to send you a jersey. You got to take a picture of it, put it on your Twitter. Oh you win. You go. You get your call. You call your own call, but that's my call right there. Okay, I so then that. all right. So I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you a Michigan hat, and you've got to put it on and put it on at. Melvin Gordon, twenty-five, right, and um, yep. <laughs> with with the with the copy of uh, Go Blue. How does that sound? <laughs> that sounds perfect. Let's see. Okay, let's get it going. We're on. <laughs> We're on, and um, I have no intention of sending you my address, mailing address, but rather sending you, asking you for yours. That's what I intend to do on Saturday. I look forward to that. I guess we we gonna shock the world, man. We we we've been a little slow, but we you know. We're going to bring it up this week. Okay. I look forward to not seeing that. But thank you for the call, Melvin. (laughs) You take care. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you got it. Congrats on the 3-0 start. Congrats on that. We'll see how you can build on it. There you go. That's Melvin Gordon, everybody. I did it. What a moron. I actually think you're fine. Okay. I do too. But just every time I think I'm out. Look, man, you're going to get a free jersey out of this, so it's a win. Well, I want a jersey. Why do I want a jersey? <laughs> it's one of, do you see how many jerseys I have from all those all those boxes that came in from the NFL Network? Yeah, I, mean, I got jerseys it. with my name on it, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Panthers. And you I get don't, a jersey. What am I going to do with them? You get a jersey. Pass them to the kids. What kids? My kids, children? You're, yeah, <laughs> who have that I name. Know, but I don't know. I mean, they're they're like XXXL. Like, they don't even fit me. Oh, that's yeah. true. They fit. Did you say somebody, when I said that uh, I want to give them away, somebody said they'll take them? Yeah, somebody like I mean, DM'd yeah. us immediately and was like, I want it! I want them. <laughs> we have a bunch of them. You know what's really wild? It's just crazy. This league is just nuts, man. This NFL is just crazy. And here's the, here's the thing, okay? How did Richard Sherman first make his bones in the NFL? You know where I'm going with this. How did he first make his bones in the NFL? Long before the Legion of Boom was known to start booming like crazy. And a few weeks before the whole country got an eyeful of Richard Sherman after the NFC Championship game was secured Wasn't to send the Seahawks to the Super Bowl and he had a post-game chat with Aaron Andrews. By the way, the conversation that I had with her on that very subject matter on my podcast just getting started last week. You should check it out because she has difficulty watching it back based on her performance, she said. She thinks she didn't do Richard much service in the whole process. But You're talking about when he got in Brady's face? When he got in Tom Brady's face. You mad, bro? You mad, mad bro. bro, is what I'm talking about. Because you remember the Patriots went to Seattle and the 12s, and the Seahawks beat number 12. And that was honestly the biggest pelt on the wall for the Seahawks to that point in time. Biggest pelt. Honestly. You remember that? Memes were being made. Went right at Brady after the game. You mad, bro. Smash cut to 2021. <laughs> when Sherman's, you know, life took a turn, to say the least, this summer. 
And he said today, um, he called his off-the-field issues over the summer, quote-unquote, regrettable, and, quote, it really forced me to step back and go ask for help and get the help I need. And one would think, you know, as he's working on all of that, and I'm thrilled to hear that, one would think, who's the one to reach out and say, join my team? Tom Brady. Now, I'm sure others might have been reaching out to him, too, as there was a free agency tour, frenzy, or something. Yeah, he or, mentioned in his video that uh, San Francisco was also a possibility. I mean, his former team, right? Back there, yeah. Went Seattle made a late ask or never did or something like that? That'll be something, obviously, for the Seahawks to explain to their fans if Richard shows up like Richard can. But Sherman said he told his wife. Tom called and said, quote, you better come or you're going to regret not coming. End quote. Yeah, that gets the deal done. <laughs> so I guess he wasn't mad, bro. I'm walking. He, was he wasn't not mad, bro. Mad, bro. The answer to the question years later is no, I am not mad. <laughs> you mad, bro? No. And I respect you. And one day it looks like we might be sharing a bust gallery together. This league, man. The stories and storylines and everything that goes down. Also, you cannot predict it. You cannot predict it and watch Sherman balls out and comes up yeah. with a big big yeah. pick and you know and Tom Brady cares about one thing winning winning only cares about winning w yep w's not all he cares about wins on the board just don't. and 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 it just brings it all full circle even though Sherman's not going to play this weekend as he said he needs at least a week and Bruce Arians said this going to it would take a lot of guys to get hurt for him to be on the field on Sunday night football just the whole, it's just one thing after another after another just lends credence to all the conversations that's been being had about why Brady left and what he didn't want, what he wanted, and what he's getting in Tampa and what Aaron wanted and didn't get in Green Bay, but now he kind of does, and what Russell Wilson wanted and what he's hoping to get, what he may not get, if he's going to leave. All of that is just a say. It's a say. And Jason Light, the general manager of the Buccaneers when he came on the show after the Super Bowl win, and I asked him, you know, what what does he do with Brady? Like that, what's the special sauce here in a way? Right? And he said, he asked the guy, like, what do you like? Who do you like? And he checks with Tom. Hey, we're thinking of Gio Bernard. What do you think? And Again, like, do you think a general manager would say, I-, I got this? I bet you some in the league do. They don't have that relationship with a player. Brady's like, all right, Tom, we spoke to him. Stage is yours. You close it. You're the Rivera. You go for it. I would use the name of the Rays closer, but that person's probably opening a game for them tomorrow. <laughs> you know, but I mean, you're the Rivera. Right. <laughs> you know? So... Don't take it for granted, people, what we're seeing right now. It's just you may never see it again. May never see it again. And it, to me, it's a roadmap. If you got a GOAT quarterback, you stick with him and you give him the say. And I know it can backfire on you. Certainly if you're Pittsburgh, it doesn't look very good three, three, three games in. But you make the sense. You make the, you make the call. Can this guy keep playing? Let's keep it going. And give him the give him give him the cell phone, green light. You call, you close it. You mad, bro? The answer years later is no. I am not mad. I'm telling you, you will be mad if you don't come <laughs> join me. Line. Amazing, amazing, line, man. Tom Brady, amazing. ABC. Can't make it up. The NFL is a narrative generating <laughs> machine unlike any other. We'll take a break. We'll finish up this show. Michael Strahan's my guest on this week's podcast of Just Getting Started, his origin story of how he's gone from the NFL to being, you know, Dick Clark, essentially. Literally, as he's hosting the Pyramid. Um, that it, it's, it's great stuff. And we'll play a soundbite for you, and then we'll wrap up this show and get you set for the rest of the week. I'm just trying to keep up with you, Stop bro. Stop it now. That's it. 
I am. You got. You do this. You got TV shows. You're the face of a network. I'm not giving away cash and prizes. I'm not saying good morning to an entire nation. Every well, I guess on this show I'm doing that. Yes, but, you're doing that. But it's. I guess maybe. It, it should be the Good Morning Rich Eisen Show America or something. We could, we could let's, uh, let's not push you know, it now. Let's I was just saying, we need <laughs> to workshop that idea. Got to workshop that idea a little bit better than that. But it's good, man. I mean, and, and I'm one of these guys. I'm very grateful. And I understand I, I owe everything to the game of football. And I know there's a lot of flack about football and a lot of the things that have come back, you know, with the, with the, the haunt, you know, some of the players in the game. And, and I know a lot of players out there with a lot of issues and there's a lot of responsibility that needs to be um, had on their behalf and, 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 and on all the players' behalf. But at the same time, I think, um, you know, I'm very grateful as well. And you've got a second season of Pyramid coming up yeah. soon, right? Yeah, $100,000 Pyramid, man. 000. Come on, win some money, baby. Help somebody win some money. By the way, you know I'm a game show aficionado. Are you good? You know, everybody says that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doubting you, but everyone says Oh, man, I, my mom's the same way. My, we did Chunky Soup commercials years ago. Oh, boy, I can act. And my mom. So we get there, and her line was, you need a hot bowl of Chunky Soup to fill you up right. What happened, Denzel Washington? Where are you now? <laughs> so it's, it, the game sounds easy, and the game looks easy when you mm-hmm. see someone who's really good at it. Mm-hmm. But it is tough when that clock is ticking. You got 30 seconds and that Stray. person across from you. Stray, who are you talking to right now? Come on. Rich, don't. I can give clues. I can receive the clues. I know all of the business. I know you got to put your hands in the straps. You, you know you set your yourself hands. up, right? Oh, I'm, I'm ready to make somebody's $100,000 dream come true on your show. It's going to happen. Like Joe Namath. I am calling uh, my oh, shot. Oh, you're like Joe right Namath now. now. You're, oh, yeah. you're like Babe Ruth. You're calling $100,000. I'm guaranteeing $100,000 for whatever lucky individual <laughs> your producers care to pair up okay. with. Okay. Right. Oh, yes. Right. I love I gotta, that show. I, it's you the know truth. What? I'm, We're going to make that happen. I watch the Dick Clark daytime version. I watch the Dick Clark nighttime version. And it's I a, watch it's a your fun version. Show. It is fun. I, I love it because. Um, Look, if, it, Prime, it, if Prime can do it, I can do it. That it, I know. He's coming up next. Yeah, yeah, Prime. I got to say, wasn't Prime's finest moment to do the show? Mm-hmm. I, some of the, he was giving body signals that didn't match up with the words. <laughs> I'm like, what, how does that mean money? I don't get it. <laughs> I, but the I Prime, it made sense. It ma- <laughs> oh, baby. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, which is where you can also watch all of my podcasts just getting started. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is always the number to dial right here. Uh, on the show, look, uh, asking Melvin Gordon over and over again, like nobody really respects you. It, it, whenever I ask a player, like, "Hey, are you talking about the fact that how you're being talked about makes it sound like, you know, the media is the story?" You know what I mean? But they, they have yet to play some. Like the Ravens have two more wins than their first three opponents have combined, and the Ravens are two and one. Right. And Teddy Bridgewater didn't perform very well in Carolina last year. And they're 3-0 and with Sam Darnold. So Darnold had won only three times in his previous 13 starts with his previous team. So is it the Carolina system or is it Teddy? <laughs> Does Teddy need to play teams that have no wins? Or is it Teddy finally getting his opportunity? Right. With a defense that's really, really good because Von Miller's back. Yeah, they have a great running game. Right. The receivers are playing well. So, hey, no one respects you. Melvin, how do you respond? Well, I would curse if I could, but I don't really curse. You know, it's just. Yeah. And tell us, you know, that's what the, the whole Super Bowl thing question about distractions. Like, there's a distraction for the Super Bowl. Reason why we ask that is because who's the one who's elevating and amplifying the distractions? Us. Right. So it's essentially a question like, hey, these distractions, um, are you, are you, are you, following me on Twitter? Like, you know, like it's kind of, that's the, that's the sense of those right. questions. So I don't usually like to ask them, but when you are the, one of the final five remaining undefeated teams is the one of only two in the AFC. And the other one is also Vegas and neither of you are the chiefs or the, the bills. Right. So the question is, is like, what are you, what, like, what are you saying? Like, what, what are you right. thinking? 
Because yeah. you 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 would be you would be remiss if Fangio did not at some point turn the music down that Von Miller's apparently playing, and say you know nobody believes in you. Like you got to play the nobody believes in you card, right? I mean you. At some point, every coach does that because it's effective. It's a very effective card. Yeah, I put up a poll at the beginning of the hour. How uh, that work? At the beginning of the show, uh, which current undefeated team most Fugazi? <laughs> Left the Rams out, obviously. Mm-hmm. Panthers, Broncos, Raiders, Cardinals. Broncos, 48%. Now, did you, Del Tufo, um, yeah, right. sit there and hearing that Von Miller's excellent at being a DJ take a little bit of offense to that? Did your competitive streak come out right there? Oh, immediately. I saw that. Did you guys sit there and that he sat straight up? Like, first of all, whenever Mike pays attention to an interview. Win. That's a, right. That's a win. Because anytime we're doing football interviews, like straight football interviews with football players, he checks out. Like, he, <laughs> like that's a no, checkout where you check out. True. That's a check out. I'll check my email type moment for you, right? Because because you've connected I, the phone call. You know, you don't need to work any levels. His, You're his tapped out. Is done. Like Irvin, I'm in. Irvin, I'm in the whole time. The but just like glue. Melvin Gordon, like he's that. not on your fantasy team. Yeah, You're not like, even playing. Uh, Whatever, it doesn't matter. You've connected the phone call. My microphone's working. His phone's working. You just tap out. I know you heard that. I, I'm like, I saw you I perch up. I did. I can, I'm like up. <laughs> Should we have like a? That would be great. Like a DJ off. See, yes. here's the thing. Del Tufo versus the league. Well, I here's what s- I thought. Here's what I thought was going to happen, Mike. When he mentioned that, I thought you were going to give him the Jeff Walker. The no, 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 no. I don't do that. I thought you were going to immediately dismiss Von Miller and then later claim that you didn't know who Von Miller was. Nice. <laughs> oh no, no. Now you're claiming that he and Von Miller were friends. Yeah. And, and, and they, now and suddenly, they, years later, you and Von Miller are really tight. Look out. <laughs> Account. By the Which, way, Jeff wants to come on the show one of these days. We talk. He wants okay. to actually. Open that would up. be amazing. By the way, <laughs> this oh. delusional Mike Del Tufo <laughs> moment brought to you by Mercedes Benz vans. Hey, folks! When was the last time you seriously considered your dream? I mean, really considered it. What happened? It's time for you and your dream to get back together. Think about it. You could be living the van life in a Mercedes Benz van, a Mercedes Benz Sprinter van. I mean, and this is not just any van we're talking about. We're talking about innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. We're talking about amazing performance and reliability. We're talking about an MBUX voice command system. We're talking about a five-star dealer network. We're talking about an available gas engine, a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. It runs like, well, a dream. So what do you say? Head to the Mercedes-Benz van dealership and get that Sprinter and tell them your dream sent you. Why not? So, um, I've been having a blast doing these podcasts, uh, just getting started. I, I did it um, back in the um, winter into the spring, mm-hmm. um, inviting guests on to tell me their um, their origin stories. We've had an actor like Matthew McConaughey, an actress like Juliana Margulies. We've had Pat McAfee talk about how he got started as a football player. Dr. Anthony Fauci was on during the uh uh, months of March and April, we had Gary V. So in season two, I decided let's just focus on voices of the NFL. We launched it the Wednesday of opening week in the NFL. Al Michaels, Joe Buck, Aaron Andrews. This week, it's Michael Strahan. And here's Stray on being old, not just any old football player now. How did it start? Like, literally, like, what did it start with you getting an idea like I can talk for a living because you were in the New York market? I mean, like, literally, what where did this all begin where you started to piece this together, Michael? I think I think it's part of that. I think being in the New York market, like I I am not blind to the fact of where I played football definitely helped me. Um, you know, I could have had this career somewhere else and it probably wouldn't have been as a big of a deal or I wouldn't have the same opportunities that I had, but being in New York and always being asked to do interviews and be on shows. And I said, yes, because not because I looked at it as a career. I just looked at it as I can have fun. Like I'm, I'm talking to people. It's about sports. It's about whatever. How hard could that be? And then as I, as I played and I kept doing more of it, I start to understand more about the media. I understood more how it worked. I understood more how to, um, you know, as much as the, the media uses you after a game or during the week to get quotes and all these things. Use your power to better yourself with them. I so I, I did little things. I would restrict my media access when I was a player. To be honest with you, I would just talk twice a week, and that way I knew whenever I did say something, you were going to use it. It was important. Um, I also 
knew that by being in New York and like doing all these different things that I went on Best Damn Sports period. I started doing uh, I did a Super Bowl for ABC. Not I wasn't even really getting paid for these things, but it was like it's fun. I never looked at it as a career post football until my last two years in the league when I realized, you know, it's coming to an end or something else that I could be doing and some opportunities started coming my way. And I worked for every network uh, as a player. So I decided that I wanted to go to Fox because Fox was probably the loosest. Mm-hmm. It was um, the more, more fun. Um, in a lot of ways, less football, more entertainment. And that was important to me because um, I, I looked at myself and as you said, more than an athlete. I just want to feel like I'm somewhere where I can actually talk sports, but also have personality doing it. So that's Stray. Um, and you should get it where all podcasts are acquired. Voices of the NFL. Kevin Harlan is next week. Then we got Nance, Jim Nance of CBS after him. You know, I'm, I'm heading home as soon as we're done. I got to get home. You know why? I'm doing a podcast with Chris Berman. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Next week. Next week, I got Collinsworth and Tarico Tito. Damn. Cultivating this caper and everybody telling stories. It was never really easy or handed to anybody. No. Even, you know, Joe Buck and Kevin Harlan, their dads were involved in sports big time. We all know about Joe Buck and Jack Buck. Mike Del Tufo knows all about Kevin and Bob Harlan because yeah. Bob Harlan ran the Packers organization that he's a, a member of. I mean, Bob Harlan's got all those old um, certificates that you had, no doubt, threw away. Have you saved all your certificates from the Packers? Or you, you just get one and that's the end of it? No, you mean I have one stock certificate. That's it, one stock. Oh, yeah, from years ago? Did Bob Harlan sign it? No. You wouldn't even know. You don't even know. You have no idea who signed your certificate, I imagine. <laughs> I wouldn't know the name. You couldn't even. There you know. go. Bob was the president of the Packers. But anyway, any rate, there's stories about how they got started and the breaks that they got, and they followed up. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, fun show today. Fun show today. Um, we've got tomorrow. Calvin Johnson's on the show tomorrow, folks. Of your, of your Detroit Lions. Oh, man. Could you imagine? He and Eli. Eli got his... Uh, name in the ring of honor and the Giants did what they did against the Falcons and Calvin Johnson whatever goes on between him and the franchise in Detroit they finally got enough together for him to show up and get his Hall of Fame ring and they were ready to win and then a 66 yard field goal goes off the crossbar they they didn't have enough time to re-edit his football life which by the way is on Friday night that's part of the reason why he's coming on um, who else is on tomorrow's show? I always wonder these things. Um, also on tomorrow's program, um, Jeff Darlington. Oh, that's right. Jeff Darlington's got a um, he's got a, a chat with. He's got to sit down with Brady. Oh, and Billy Corgan. And Billy Corgan. By the way, he said that hey, I want to come on and just talk sports. He enjoyed the chat when he came on to promote their new album, the Smashing Pumpkins' new album. Amazing. And was like, sure, we'll talk anytime he wants. Tomorrow's that day. Let's go. I Billy Corgan's two cents on, uh, on Brady Chicago. going home. Yeah. And, I got an interesting Smashing Pumpkins question trivia Uh-oh. for him. And I can't wait to ask him who's the biggest effing a-hole in his life. <laughs> <laughs> based, we, on, based on the news of the day in the Seth Wickersham book. Can each one of us take answer that question? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, come on. I don't have one. I'm just going to tell you. We're out of time. Oh, boy, we're out of time. <laughs> to play us out, I three. here's Sting to play us out. <laughs> Tomorrow, we'll do it live. Don't dance.